you're working with you know five thousand people as opposed to the larger amounts that big leagues work with, you you're kind of able to to integrate with them a little bit more, kind of learn more about them and you know what makes them happy and you know just for me personally, kind of being close with our season ticket holders that we've worked with for so long and you know they they become like a second family to you and and it, it's just it's putting a smile on their face and then doing the same thing with our group leaders and our corporate sponsors and all of those and making sure they have the best experience possible. And, and, and I think a lot of that is having a good relationship with them. So they're able to open up with you on feedback, you know, both good and bad. We, we always want to know what we can improve. We also want to know when we, we knock something out of the park, no pun intended. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Irish baseball podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. We have been so busy lately that we're going to have three straight weeks with episodes. And that is so exciting. You just heard from Rob McGillick of the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, the high A affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies. Today, I'll be talking to Rob and Jim McNamara from the Blue Claws about a variety of topics, including minor league baseball and Irish heritage, and not including Snooky or the situation. Thanks for being here, fellas. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having us. So first of all, I have two people on the line, so that means I'm going to try to juggle three manly voices at the same time for everybody listening, but I think we can do it. First, we have Rob McGillick. Rob, please explain to everybody what you do with the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. I'd be happy to, Rick. I'm the director of regional outreach here with the team. I'm actually in my 12th year, 11th season. Uh, because of uh, the the COVID pandemic, we had to we have to justify years and seasons now. So um, basically, uh, basically, what I do with the team is I um, I basically work with all the local schools, little leagues, um, scout organizations. Um, I serve on a couple boards of five hundred one c threes myself. Uh, just basically helping helping you know utilize the blue claws for fundraising. Um, so basically whenever, you know, your school or your little league or anything like that is looking to, to earn some, some extra money through, uh, the, the fundraising Avenue, um, you know, we like to, to consider ourselves the, the front porch of the community here. So we definitely try to, to be able to help as much as possible from a fundraising end. So that's, that's kind of my, uh, my job here. So whenever you see the, all the teams out on the field, you know, kids playing catch in the field before the game, um, you know, uh, just kind of the, the seats kind of loaded up with the local schools and everything. That's that's usually me. And Jim McNamara. Jim, why don't you talk about your responsibilities with the club? Sure. Uh, so I've been here to kind of quickly how Rob put it. I've been here 19 seasons, uh, 20 years. Um, I, I have a very similar position to Rob. So, you know, I, I work not exclusively, but primarily with nonprofit organizations in the uh, area, in the Jersey Shore area. Um, setting up uh, events and uh, ways for they they can you know we can help them with fundraising whether that's you know doing an event here, um, donating to an auction or something that they might be running a, a, at another location. Um, but then my, I wear a couple hats, um, that being one of them. Another one is I oversee our own charity, Blue Claws Charities. Um, and what Blue Claws Charities does is we raise money in a number of different ways throughout the year and we take that money and give it right back in, into the community in the form of a grant. Um, so we'll do things from like, uh, we'll run a 50-50 at all of our games. We have uh, a lot of, not a lot, we have, whenever we do like a specialty jersey, usually we'll auction those off and those proceeds will go to 
Blue Claws Charities. We have one coming up for uh, it's a Black Panther Marvel jersey that the team's going to be wearing. Um, that's actually live now. And the proceeds, again, from, from that will go to fund Blue Claws Charities. Uh, in the off season, we had a raffle where fans could buy tickets to be entered in to win a, a couple suites here at the ballpark for the season. Um, so all those things are, are what we do to raise money for the charity. And then when our season ends, usually we roll out a, a grant application in you know, October, November, asking area nonprofit organizations to apply for a grant. And, you know, we, we select the, uh, you know, a, a limited number of organizations that apply and give them a grant um, with the funds that we use, that we raise throughout the year. So it's, it's really kind of brings everything together of us, as, as Rob put it, being that front porch of the community and, and help out as many organizations as we can using, uh, using baseball as the backdrop. And coming up shortly, you are going to have your Irish American night. And that's why I wanted to make sure to get you on the show right away, because I wanted to promote this first and foremost. So why don't you talk about your upcoming Irish American night? Uh, yes, Irish Heritage Night. It's definitely, uh, definitely a fun night here at the ballpark. We're going to be having the, the snakes here. Um, <clears throat> a very popular Irish band. They're going to be performing in the sandbar and left field. Um, we also uh, will have the the pipes and drums out to the out to the ballpark as well. They they are going to be performing Amazing Grace on the field beforehand. They usually do a, a lap around the concourse as well with the pipes and drums, which is uh, pretty awesome. Um, going to have the Irish step dancers here. Um, going to be doing a performance pregame. Uh, we we'll always have obviously special food and beverage specials that day as well so it's it's definitely a fun night we're looking forward to yeah it's usually one of the, the highlights of the season you know it's been a staple here since the team started uh in 2001 and it's you know a game that you know everyone seems to ask us about when the schedule first comes out is, oh when's irish heritage night i know that's what i i know i get asked that by my family every year um because we usually have a uh, a big crew that comes out for it every every night here is fun but it, this one's you know one of our uh more complex ones that we just we have some more a lot of stuff going on boisterous we'll go with more boisterous nights that's a good one yeah <laughs> so obviously we have two gentlemen who start their last names with mc and we are probably dealing with irish heritage as it stands so first rob why don't you go into a little bit of depth into your irish heritage not just necessarily where your family came from in that respect, but also how Irish heritage has shaped your life and career. Um, absolutely. Uh, well, first off, before I get into that, um, I don't think either one of us said it. It's uh, Irish heritage night. It's June 10th. Yeah. yeah that, that'd be helpful. So that would be, <laughs> so I figured that would be beneficial to just throw in there. Um, anyway, so yes, my, um, I'll be honest, my, my family, my mom always kind of told me that, uh, that, that basically our family, we're, we're, we're mutts. We have a, a bunch of different, <laughs> much different nationalities and everything within us. So, um, my, um, the, the McGillick family, you know, stems from all over, obviously. Um, I, honestly, as far as how it's, it's kind of a good question, how it, how it's kind of helped me grow in my, my life, my career, honestly, the sense of, it's just really the sense of family. And from my family's perspective, we all have a, a fantastic sense of humor. My, my family's always been very supportive of everything I do. And I, I don't I don't really know if that's necessarily an Irish thing so much. Uh, there definitely some of the Irish traits definitely do go through my family. 
but as far as as far as you know is, is how it's kind of helped me get to, to where I am and you know maybe it's the, the drive the ambition I'm not too sure if that's the Irish or the Italian in me but um you know it, it definitely the, the the sense of family and and you know the support that I've always got my whole life has definitely helped and how about you Jim yeah I mean I I echo a lot of that um you know both of my grandfathers were, were born in Ireland I think it's it's it has a lot to do with, with family my dad is is one of six um we all all myself and my cousins kind of all grew up very very close together you know geographically so no one really went too far away and we we've always you know been very proud of our our Irish heritage and very close you know I have a lot of friend you know friends growing up that were you know other other MCs and you know other other uh you know last names that you know I'm still very tight with these days you know we get together on you know St. Patty's Day among other times but um yeah I mean it, it's kind of you know family's the one word I think I think of you know Rob kind of you know, hit all those notes um, as far as how it, it, it shaped me and, you know, guided me to, to where I am today. And now let's talk about baseball, because that's really why we're all here. And one of my favorite aspects of the game is minor league baseball. I have always tried to see a game in the local ballpark. If I'm somewhere I've never been before, I try to just even on cross country road trips like literally I'll just stop at about 6:30 at night if I know that the city has a minor league team and I'll catch a game before going to a motel and getting a night's sleep before another busy day of driving the next day it's always something that I think is such an important part of the game and talking to gentlemen like yourselves who are responsible for making sure this clicks for bringing the atmosphere to something that is so very American in some ways. You know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, minor league baseball allows us to be so creative. Um, and that, that is by no means a dig at major league baseball or anything like that. It's just that it, it allows us to, with the, with the small, I don't want to say smaller fan base, but when you're when you're working with you know five thousand people as opposed to the larger amounts that big leagues work with, you you're kind of able to to integrate with them a little bit more, kind of learn more about them and you know what makes them happy and you know just for me personally, kind of being close with our season ticket holders that we've worked with for so long and you know they they become like a second family to you and and it, it's just it's putting a smile on their face and then doing the same thing with our group leaders and our corporate sponsors and all of those and making sure they have the best experience possible. And, and, and I think a lot of that is having a good relationship with them. So they're able to open up with you on feedback, you know, both good and bad. We, we always want to know what we can improve. We also want to know when we, we knock something out of the park, no pun intended, you know, so it's, it's being close with our, you know, close with our fans and our, our, our sponsors and, um, you know, just kind of considering them friends, really, and just being able to to get that feedback and be able to continue to move forward and and be creative. You know, we we talk about Irish Heritage Night and we talk about you know these different theme nights that we had throughout the year. That it's just it's fun. You know, a, a lot of us like to consider this a family fun atmosphere. That honestly, it has a baseball game going on in the background. You know what I mean? Because so many people I, I spoke with the season ticket holder yesterday. That, uh, you know, was so excited about Bark in the Park and, and she got the, the, their family dog she got from our Bark in the Park years ago and she will never miss one ever again. And, 
Um, it's it's things like that. It's it's us working hard, finding new creative ways to put smiles on faces, and, and you know, you know, like Jimmy said before, it's kind of we're we're in the memory making business, so we're we're trying to just continue moving forward with that aspect. Yeah, you know, overall, you know, the the essence, you know, minor league baseball is is about community, entertainment, value. Um, you know, baseball is certainly a large part of it. Um, it's just it's not the only part of it. And, you know, we, we want our team to, to do well, of course. Um, but, you know, we, we can't control that. We can't control the teams, you know, play on the field. We're not, you know, we're not out there, you know, as acting as hitting coaches or pitching coaches. We're, we're the ones that are, are trying to fill the stands. And, you know, we, we do that by making sure we have good food specials and creative promotions. You know, we're making sure we're doing our outreach you know, work to all the different groups that, we work with to tell them about, you know, what's going on at the ballpark. It's not, that's not necessarily on, on the baseball field. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more, you know, entertainment driven, you know, than it is, is baseball. You know, we're fortunate enough to have that baseball element to it because, you know, that is, you know, a, a large part of why, why people do come out, but we also, you know, going with, we can't control what happens on the field. We can't control, you know, when players get you know moved up, you know, to, to different levels as it's common with minor league baseball, just like any job, if you perform well, you're going to get promoted. And, you know, we may have a top prospect here for a week or, or, you know, three months. And, you know, we love to be able to talk about that, that player, that person and use that, use them as a way for people to come out. Um, but, you know, they could be gone the, you know, the, the next day. So we really try to make it about the, the whole experience from, when you pull into the parking lot till that last firework is, sh- is shot at the end of the night and what people are going to remember. And I think that's such a great point about minor league baseball, because what happens on the field has to be secondary sometimes. I mean, maybe not secondary, but can't be the only purpose because there are going to be times when the organization is going to need to send somebody up to another level. There's going to be rehab assignments. The team in minor league baseball is going to look different from year to year more than any other sport, certainly more than at the major league level. I've worked at both the major league and the minor league levels, and you don't need as much going on in a major league ballpark because, yeah, there's probably going to be a couple players that have been there for five, six years that are fan favorites, that people are coming back to see them. That doesn't happen in the minor league level because the good players advance. And a lot of times the players who are struggling end up getting replaced at some point. So you're not seeing the same players. You don't get that bond to individuals as much as you get the bond to the team, to the experience, to the other members of the fan base. I think minor league baseball mascots are a much bigger part of the experience than major league mascots. I mean, obviously you're in the Phillies organization, maybe the one exception to the rule, but (laughs) um, you know, you have kids gravitating to the mascots as much as they gravitate towards the players. And because the players are only there for a short amount of time, they, can connect much better with the kids where one summer seems a whole lot longer when you're a kid than when you're an adult. I think all of those things 
really make minor league baseball so special. They, they really do. And it, it's, it's again, by no means discounting, what, you know, what is on the field too. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned the Phillies, they are a phenomenal organization to work with. Um, uh, we, we love every second of it. We really do. And, and the players have done, you know, over the, the course of my time here and from what I hear well before then, they've done such a phenomenal job of, of, you know, just integrating with what we have going on. And, you know, they, they wear those, those custom jerseys that we make to, to kind of adapt to the theme night. And, you know, even, even with a lot of the the nets and stuff that get built around the ballpark, they still find a way to sign autographs and, you know, that the, they're helping put a smile on these people's faces as well. You know what I mean? And, and um, for me, sometimes it's, it's just, it's cool to be able to see them, live out their dream. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. I, I don't, I don't follow too much um, as far as the sport of baseball outside of the blue claws, but man, whenever I, I see, you know, I see a game on TV and I see somebody that started where we were, it puts a smile on my face. It's awesome for, for these, these kids to be able to achieve these dreams. And, you know, at some point, at some point, I'd like to think the majority of us that are are working in this industry had had dreams of of being there. You know what I mean? Being that player and for them to actually achieve it is absolutely incredible and to kind of be along on that ride is is pretty fun. And another thing that I love about minor league baseball is when people will come up and maybe this is their first game and they say, "Where's a good seat?" Like they'll look at the seat map and they'll be trying to pick a place and they'll say, oh, man, that's all the way down the first baseline and whatever. And you, you have to say, no, you don't understand. That seat would cost $150 at a Major League Baseball stadium. And you're getting it for nine here or seven. Like, you are so close to the action that it's kind of hard to comprehend because it doesn't even translate when you look at the map outside the stadium that every seat there is a box seat at a major league baseball stadium and the kids have access to these players like you mentioned they get to walk up and get an autograph which just isn't feasible even for the kindest most fan friendly players in major league baseball they just can't sign that many autographs for everybody i live in the tampa bay area and famously Brett Phillips, when he was with the Rays, was huge into signing every game he signed for people. But every day that line got cut off at some point because they have to start the game. But in minor league baseball, kids will grab a ball and they'll go up and it will be covered in signatures by the end of that game. And that is not only great entertainment for the night. But that's inspiration for them moving forward. Maybe it helps them stick with baseball because one day they want to be one of those guys. Maybe it doesn't make them want to stick with baseball as a player, but maybe they just develop that fandom that goes with them through their entire lives. And both of those, I think, are very productive. It is just a completely different atmosphere. So, Jim, what are some of the things that the Jersey Shore Blue Claws do on a weekly, on a homestand basis, not just Irish Heritage Night or Marvel Night, but some of the things that people can get consistently that really separate the Blue Claws from other experiences. You know, we're, we're going to put on a good show every night, 
and it's gonna be fairly consistent but different. You know, we we have you know a lot of different things we can do to entertain the fans that again is outside of the the playing lines. Um we have weekly promotions that we we roll out every 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 week on on Thursdays we do two dollar thirsty Thursdays, two dollar two dollar beers for thirsty Thursdays. Um every Friday night starting in June after the game there's post game fireworks. Um there's a number of Saturdays where we'll have a, a band play in the in the sandbar like the snakes on Irish Heritage Night. Um, Sundays we do kids eat for free. Uh, if you're part of the kids club, you get a free hot dog, chips, and a soda uh, when you come to one of those games. Uh, and then it, you know, then sprinkling in other other theme nights. Um, you know, we have a Star Wars night later this year. We have you know a, uh, a Grateful Dead night that we'll be doing later this year. So you know, fan appreciation nights, another big one. Military night. There's a lot of different um, things that we incorporate to bring people out to the ballpark that might not might not necessarily come. And people hearing Jersey Shore, you're in Lakewood, New Jersey. What does being in Lakewood, New Jersey bring to the experience? What is special about that community? Do you find that you're getting a lot of people who are on vacation, they're going to the Jersey Shore for vacation, and they make a ball game part of their trip? Or is this the locals who are kind of sick of dealing with the people who are coming in from out of town. So they like to sort of have this sense of community and this place where they can meet up with other people who live there all year long. So it, I, it's both. I mean, we have, we have a great, I'll say year round community uh, made up of all the, the towns in the, in the shore area, which is, is kind of between two counties here in New Jersey, uh, Monmouth and Ocean County. And we draw a lot from, from all over the shore. Rob mentioned all the little leagues, the schools, the nonprofits we work with. Um, but then also once, you know, maybe once we get into the summer months, you know, we do, we're about, you know, eight to 10 miles from, from the beach. Um, we get a lot of people that are coming down here for vacation. This was my vacation growing up. You know, I only grew up about 45 minutes from here, but this is how, this is where our vacation was. We spent two weeks down the shore um, and, you know, I'm, I love the fact that now this is kind of where I work. I work on where, you know, work where I went on vacation for, you know, my, my whole life. So, but yeah, we do get a lot of people that are on vacation down here for a week, two weeks, renting a house at the shore. And, you know, they're going to you know, come see us, you know, a night or two while they're, while they're away. So it, it's, it's really both. And we do a, you know, I think, I think we do a pretty good and not great job, of, you know, engaging the local community around, but then it's, you know, it's making sure that the folks that are here for vacation want to come check out a game as well. Rob McGillick and Jim McNamara, thank you so much for joining us on the Irish Baseball Podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. This is fun. Thanks a lot, Rick. We appreciate it. The Jersey Shore Blue Claws will hold their Irish Heritage Night on June 10th. I'm Rick Becker, and I will be back once again next week for my third straight week with an episode of the Irish Baseball Podcast. We will hear my conversation with Ryan O'Rourke, former Major League pitcher and current member of the Irish Wolfhounds. O'Rourke and the Wolfhounds will take on the NYPD Finest Baseball Club on June 17th in Rockland County, New York. Tickets are going fast, so head to irishbaseball.org to get yours. This has been episode 62 of the Irish Baseball Podcast.